Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. On the Believe Podcast Network and LAFBnetwork.com. This is your destination for Los Angeles football. What's going on, Los Angeles? Welcome into the LA Football Show right here on the LA Football Network. Live on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio for all you drive time listeners. Thank you for making the show part of your day. I am your host, Ryan Dyrud. Last show without my new co-host, Jamal the Madman Madney. Uh, he returns, finally, from his long honeymoon next week. Um, sounds like he's having an absolute blast, him and his wife. Uh, had this plan for a while, had to put it off because of COVID. So a much-deserved um, honeymoon that they've been able to enjoy and do a lot of... Uh, you know, very cool things, but I'm happy to have him back next week. So this is the last time you'll have to listen to just me. And honestly, I just haven't recorded as much without him. Um, just cause I kind of been awaiting his return. So, um, yeah, but we'll have this show today. Uh, I have some good stuff to talk about. Actually, ironically enough, he jumped on the Bruin Bible with will earlier this week, uh, for a very special guest. UCLA Bruins athletic director Martin Jarman joined the show and I'm going to have that for you right here at the bottom of the hour. Uh, great interview. The two of them do. Uh, I was kind of overseeing he'll produce, but I wasn't actually asking questions. So you won't hear my voice at all, but the great Will and Jamal and uh, Martin Jarman, who I think is one of the, the best athletic directors. Um, you know, it's been a short time. Time will tell, uh, but I think the football program's in the right direction. I think basketball is in the right direction. Obviously, he didn't hire either of those two coaches. He inherited both of them, uh, but he's done things to instill those coaches. Uh, he's made the student athlete real again at UCLA. He's done great for branding. So we'll get all into that. I'll do a little recap after the interview as well. So that'll be at the bottom of the hour. Um, before that, I and uh, my man Ryan Anderson were at OTAs again this week, like we were last week for the Rams. So we'll talk a little a bit about that. Uh, we'll try to get into maybe the little Chargers news. You know, they've been in OTAs as well. Unfortunately, we did not attend. Uh, that hopefully will change soon for us here at the LA Football Network. But, um, you know, we, we have some updates still and, and some stuff we can talk about. So excited for the show. As always, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the LA Football Podcast. We are on every podcast platform. We're on YouTube at LAFB Network, or just listen on the website. Everything you need is on LAFBnetwork.com. If you want audio, you want video, you'll find all of our 11 other shows there as well. We're launching Sue Casa with Sue Cravens. 
Uh, I think next month, July, beginning of July, is we're going to launch his show. Super excited for it. He has merch up for that show. His shirt is, uh, you know, right online uh, that you can purchase. It's a pretty cool shirt we designed. I'm pretty proud of it. Uh, so you can check that out. And speaking of merch, uh, for the remainder of this week, if you listen to the show last week, you know, we're doing uh, a little, you call it a fundraiser, I guess, for the um, – you know, horrible tragedy down in Texas for the Rob Elementary School. Obviously, not for necessarily the victims, but the victims' family. And every piece of merchandise purchased on the LA Football Network, uh, all the proceeds will be donated to a fund that goes directly to those families. So it's it's not enough. There's more we need to do. There's way more work to be done in our communities. Uh, to you know, will we ever ensure this doesn't happen again? Probably not. But can we at least do things to get us in the right direction. Yes. And so this is not enough, but you know, it's something at least we can tangibly do, I think to show the families that, Hey, you know, our small, or not really that small, but our community out here in LA, the LA football network, we have your back. We're praying for you, but here's actually something to show that it's not just, you know, thoughts and prayers. Like I know it was a big talking point, uh, which I'm not going to get into that, but uh, at least we can tangibly show. So uh, we've been doing that since last week. Continuing through this week, any merchandise purchase, uh, we don't keep any profit. It's going to go straight to help the victims. You can also, uh, so if you go to LAPnetwork.com, go to the LAFB locker room. That's where you'll find the merchandise. Anything you purchase, it's valid for anything. Or if you're listening right here on radio or watching or listening on podcasts and just don't want to go search around the site for it, you can actually just text help Rob. That's H-E-L-P-R-O-B-B. There's two Bs. Help Rob to the number 31032. So text help Rob to 31032. You'll immediately just get the link right there that you can uh, you can either purchase or donate from there. So would love your help and contributions and just a small way we can help before doing more to better stuff in the future. Sponsor of today's show, as it's been for uh, the last little bit here, our friends at Bet Online. Make sure to head to betonline.ag on your mobile or desktop and use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I say it every time, I'll say it again. It's free money. Put in 100 bucks, you get 50 bucks free to play with. It's a no brainer. So if you haven't signed up yet, go to betonline.ag, promo code BELIEVE. We got the NBA Finals rocking. Game one uh, just happened last night. Celtics with a big win. Uh, we got hockey playoffs going on. Um, I, you know, As we're live right now, recording, uh, we got Tampa Bay and New York squaring off for game two. Last night, the Avalanche, my Avalanche, huge 4-0 victory uh, to take a big 2-0 series lead over Edmonton. Not getting ahead of ourselves. Edmonton's a good, dangerous team, but I'm hopeful we can we can be playing in the Stanley Cup Finals. But I'm, I'm not going to say anything more than that. A lot of games left to play, a lot of stuff to prove. But anyway, you can bet on that. You can bet on the NBA Finals or just bet on some future football stuff. If you're like me, like when I'm betting, I stick to football because that's what I know. Um, and I know you won't see any money now because it's not in season. But hey, I'd rather bet on you know certain stuff coming up in the season that we can check out. So betonline.ag, promo code, believe. Make sure to check that out. All right. So let's get into it. Rams OTAs up in beautiful Thousand Oaks, Cal Lutheran University, where the headquarters are up there. Um, blast being up there. Uh, Ryan and I, you know, it's such an honor that we're, we're getting this opportunity potentially to hopefully extend 
our relationship and, you know, credential access with the Rams. That's, that's the hope. This was, you know, I must, we see it kind of as like a trial period, see how it goes, which I think it went very well. And hopefully we extend it. Hopefully there'll be a mini camp next week and on and on to that, to the season. We already like, as many of you know, we're at, you know, a lot of UCLA events, a lot of USC events. And then now hopefully we can get into the Rams and the Chargers events as well, just to give you guys more access, more, um, you know, information. We have all of our podcasts, all of our, our video, all of our audio, all of our uh, digital content. And then we can just give you more access for that. But we had a blast up there. Uh, you know, beautiful day, hot day, uh, early start time, 915 was OTAs. And I think by 10, it was in the high eighties. At least it felt, uh, it was very warm. I uh, probably, if you're watching, you see, I got a little color here. Um, but good stuff. I mean, OTAs are, you know, it's always, we, we talked last week, Ryan joined me on the show and, you know, it's really hard to, to really have any big takeaways, right? I mean, you're not in pads. Uh, so there's no contact there. Stafford's not throwing. He's doing the, you know, the ghost reps, if you will, where they're doing reps. They still, if they're doing a running play, they'll hand the ball off. But if he's throwing it, he does the, if you were at training camp last year, maybe as a fan, you, you watched and got frustrated watching. Cause you're like, man, I came here to watch some throws. And it's like, they'll do the drop back to do all the plays. Then he'll just kind of like point where he would be throwing it. So that's what's going on at OTAs for him anyway. So there's not a lot we can take away from him. Not that we need to I mean, do play great last year. He's not injured at all. Super Bowl champion. Um, but you know, it'd be good to see like kind of Allen Robinson, how he's really acclimating into the system and stuff like that, which we can't really see just from, you know, running routes with knocking passes. So, um, but overall, you know, business as usual, like we talked about last week, uh, a good majority of the starters are there. Obviously there are some are not Aaron Donald's not there. Jalen Ramsey's not there. Um, Sean Robinson hasn't been there. Cam Akers was there today, which was very good to see. And um, who else am I missing? Of the uh, Greg Gaines was not there last week, but he was there today. So good to see Greg Gaines there. Um, yeah, all the offensive line has been there. Pretty much the entire offense has been there in general. Now that Cam Akers was there, uh, and yeah, defensively, like I mentioned, uh, no, no Jalen Ramsey, no Donald, no Ashawn Robinson, uh, Leonard Floyd who it kind of came to light. If you didn't hear, uh, ended up having a uh, ankle surgery recently throughout the off season. I guess he was battling through an ankle injury all season long, played through it. Uh, you know, the warrior that he is. And so he wasn't at OTAs last week. And so we made a note of it again. I'll say it again. I've said it many times, like people that read into players, not being at OTAs don't <laughs> there's not, it's, it's organized team or I think it, Technically, it's organized team activities, but it also can stand for optional team activities because it's an optional thing. Next week, minicamp is mandatory. So guys that don't show up for that, which I'm guessing Aaron Donald probably will not be that just because the contract is still kind of working through it. But that's where you can make a little more note. A guy like Aaron Donald, I'm still not worried if he's not there next week. Um, we'll get into that next week if that happens. But for instance, I wouldn't be worried for him. But some of the other guys maybe that aren't injured, if there's a, you know, if Ashawn Robinson doesn't show up or, uh, if Cam Akers didn't show up, then that'd be a little more, hmm, what's going on here? Is, is, you know, is this an excuse is like team excused or then it's a little more OTAs do not read into that at all. It's, it's optional. Uh, it's, it's great when you see the vets out here, like it's great seeing Stafford here every day, leading these guys. It's great seeing Cooper cup here every day, you know, coaching up Allen Robinson, kind of teaching him the system, teaching him the nuances. Um, but it's not concerning at all to me that Jalen Ramsey hasn't been there. 
not concerning at all to me that that Aaron Donald hasn't been there. So I want to make that very clear because a lot of people will look at oh who who was there and who wasn't there, and oh what's going on? Are they are they like is Ramsey unhappy? It's like no, he's probably just spending failing time. Didn't have to be there yet, um, and I think he'll be there when he when he's mandatory to be there. So um, yeah, just I like to mention that because I just think sometimes it gets overplayed. And again, next week is when we can kind of, okay, if there weren't some big names there, then we can kind of, okay, what's going on here? Maybe it, maybe is there something here or is it just a, you know, th- three day mini camp? I'll, I'll just wait till training camp and, and show up hard there. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, those good to see cam Akers there. One notable note, uh, Kyron Williams, you know, rookie running back who last week it was just him and Jake Funk taking reps and Raymond Clayus um, injured his foot. I still don't know if we got the McVeigh did not interview or, or take questions at the end of practice today. Um, I'm sure. So I, I probably need to look into it more, but I didn't hear the official what the injury was, but he was in a walking boot and he was on, you know, a scooter. So that is definitely unfortunate not knowing that we didn't hear too much about it i would say it's not like a you know like an acl tear well obviously not acl it was a walking boot um but not like an achilles tear or a broken ankle i assume it was something much more um you know precautionary like maybe a um a bone spur or a bad uh, sprain or, or even a, a, a small light fracture that will, you know, obviously cautiously, but he'll be ready to go by training camp. So I assume it's more so that we will stay on that. I'll keep you posted on that and see what we know. But obviously it's a bummer to see that, you know, uh, a rookie that we're very excited about. I've said uh, multiple times now since being drafted that I think the Rams are kind of in this situation where they're just going to draft a running back kind of every year and it's just kind of rinse and repeat and you know Daryl Henderson's in his last year of his contract he's out again still with a soft tissue injury um so I would not be shocked if you know they let his contract expire after this year and then they have Cam Akers uh two years left uh they drafted Jake Funk and now they drafted Kyron Williams that they just kind of keep moving up Kyron Williams extremely talented great in pass pro so hopefully it's nothing serious and he'll be back on the field uh, sooner rather than later. Speaking of Cam Akers, um, you know, at one point took a knee, not not anything you know visible distress or or anything that seems super serious, but you could hear Sean McVay giving him an emphatic instruction to slow down. Like this, we're basically doing walkthroughs here. Um, like take it easy. You, know, you never want to get mad at a guy for running full speed and and putting it all out there, but a guy that you know got injured last. Uh, it was training camp, but last off season, uh, you don't want to see anything like that. Any chances like that happen again, because I think he's going to be in a very important part to this offense. So it's kind of good to see Sean McVay pull him aside, say, dude, you got to, you got to slow it down. Let's take it easy. Um, we're all out here just kind of getting mental reps in a sense. Uh, and you know, I, I, I appreciate the effort, but we don't need that much effort to risk any injury for literally no reason. Like no one's in pads. Like, yeah. So you, it was one of those points where you could hear McVay and he didn't kind of left the field for a little bit. Acres went to the side and then came back in the end um, for a little bit of, um, you know, a few more reps to end off the practice. So, um, <clears throat> excuse me, but yeah, so that's kind of the running back updates there. Overall good receivers again, Van Jefferson didn't really run with the team, but he's doing re- the drills on the side. 
Um, doesn't seem to be really injury related necessarily, but maybe some la- lingering things or just wanted to get some different work in um, that he felt more valuable. Uh, Jordan Fuller and um, Jacob Harris kind of upgraded to doing some ladder drills on the side, which is a great sign to see uh, as they continue their kind of rehab throughout this offseason and hopefully they'll be ready to go. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if they did something at, at minicamp, um, but I would assume they'll just wait and hold off till training camp. Uh, let's just come back, make sure they're 100% ready to go. But, you know, good to see the progression there. Uh, we mentioned the offensive line last week. Uh, good amount of rotation there. Uh, C- Coach Carberry. Let me let me talk about him for a minute. Dude, I mean, standing right there. Um, I think we have a photo up on LAFB, or I definitely do on Twitter. But, you know, you can kind of go wherever you want to on the field. And for most of it, though, I was standing like right where the offensive line is offensive line, defense line kind of rotate there. Cause they're at the, they're at the easy access point. Um, some of the other skill positions, you got to walk like all the way to the other end. And it's kind of like, uh, do I need, should I go over there? Um, so I'm, I was right by the offensive line and Kevin Carberry, uh, great coach. I think, I think that was a great hire for Sean McVay last year after the, the mutual split with Aaron Cromer. And, you know, I think technically speaking, He's a good coach in that regard, obviously knowing what he's talking about, but just gets you fired up. And I was never really at practice to, to be able to hear Cromer, so I can't compare. Maybe he was the same way. I don't know. But Carberry just, you know, he's got the, like, come on, like, get you fired. I mean, he's like an offensive line coach, right? He's what you want in an offensive line coach, getting guys fired up. And uh, and I, I think he did just that. And the offensive line, I think, is going to progress. We saw a nice heavy rotation, but still, I think at this point, from what we can deduce, again, no pads, no true blocking. So it really is all moot until training camp. But, you know, you got your uh, your basically same f- starting five, I think, that we saw um, last week with Nopum on the left, David Edwards as the left guard, uh, Brian Allen as your center, Tremaine Ankrum probably as your right guard, and then um, – uh, Rob Hamestein is your right tackle. Logan Bruss, I know, draft pick, probably will end up getting that right guard spot, but they're working it easy. It's, you know, he's really just learning the playbook, learning this scheme, which is a very difficult offensive scheme. Uh, and so that is, you know, again, no one needs to be concerned about that. We haven't even seen these guys hit anyone yet. So um, that's, you know, that's what we saw. Wouldn't take too much of it because a lot's going to change. Uh, in in that time. So last kind of thing I want to mention with uh, this is is looking at the edge rushers. And Ryan Anderson was able to interview Justin Hollins. He's going to have a piece up uh, probably later this weekend, Monday at the latest, kind of just diving into a Justin Hollins and, and a profile of him, but also just looking at this pass rushing unit. Now with Von Miller gone, what does this unit look like and what can we – kind of expect from this unit that last year flashed very good things. And then you add Von Miller because of the Justin Hollins injury. And it's like, okay, well that's an upgrade of course. Right. Justin Hollins, if healthy was having, when healthy was having a superb year last year, never once am I going to compare this guy to Von Miller. Von Miller is a, you know, surefire hall of famer. One of the best to ever do it. Still playing at an elite level in his, in his early thirties. But Hollins is a guy that can definitely get after the quarterback. And if you have a nice rotation of, Leonard Floyd, Justin Hollins, Terrell Lewis, and Chris Garrett. I mean, you have a pretty good foursome there that is extremely athletic, a lot of length. 
I mean, these are big, lanky guys. Justin Hollins is very tall. Leonard Floyd, we all know how long and lanky he is. Chris Garrett is molded very similar to Justin Hollins. Trell Lewis probably isn't is the least lanky of the bunch, but still a big dude, strong, powerful guy that if he can be healthy, and if you don't need to require a ton of reps out of him, then you can keep him healthy. So uh, a lot of excitement there. The, the two starters with Floyd out, it looked they were doing Lewis and, and um, uh, Hollins on each side with uh, Garrett rotating in. So that's what you can kind of expect kind of at this point moving forward. But obviously Floyd will be the starter when he's back. I would assume Hollins will be next to him with then Garrett and Lewis rotating in. So those are some little takeaways. We have an article up on LFP network uh, right now. You can go read Ryan Anderson, great writer, obviously our Rams beat writer wrote a little bit more in detail, a little bit more in depth, his takeaways of uh, you know, what, what we saw on Thursday and, and kind of what you can um, you know, expect from minicamp next week as we get into the, you know, a little bit more intensity. Then you get a full kind of month off. It's going to be real fun. No football for a month. And then we get into training camp. So, so we'll, we'll, we'll have a fun way to think of content after next week. Um, but here we are. We got it. We got mini camp next week. ATA is wrapped up chargers. Uh, uh, also with mini camps, we'll have a lot more information on that. You know, what, what's Justin Herbert looking like? What are these new rookies looking like? How JC Jackson's adapting, how Khalil Max adapting. So I know these last two episodes haven't been much chargers mainly just because we've been at Rams OTAs, but trust me promise next week, we'll get a lot more back into it, but I got to take a quick break here. But when we get back, Martin Jarmond of the UCLA Bruins. All right, welcome back to the L.A. Football Show right here on the L.A. Football Network, our city, our network. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Ryan Dyrud. Appreciate you sticking around. Just wrapped up some Rams talk from our coverage at OTAs this week. And now we're going to jump into some UCLA football. Uh, The great athletic director. Martin Jarman joined our Bruin Bible podcast with Will Decker and Jamal Madney, my co-host, but Jamal jumped in the show from his honeymoon. That's how important this guest was. He's like, I'm not missing it. He'll miss our show, which I get and I want him to. You can't miss Martin Jarman. So they do a great interview here, which I wanted to play for you guys, because um, even if you're not a UCLA fan, so you're listening and you're a Trojans fan or just not a college football fan, but I think what Jarman is doing for UCLA athletics is um, it's extremely fun to watch. It's very creative. Uh, it's a, it's a new thinking approach as opposed to nothing against Guerrero uh, or Guerrero, excuse me, uh, the former AD who had some, did some great things in his long tenure, but it's just kind of a shift in difference now because I mean, it's, it's a younger thought. It's a new era, all that. So uh, they're going to get into all that right now. Uh, so let's just jump into it. So here is the great, UCLA Athletic Director Martin Jarman. Hope you guys enjoy. What is up and welcome to the Bruin Bible. Your host, Will Decker, here with your co-host, Jamal Madney. We have a very, very special guest in the house. The guy listed below me as MJ himself, Mr. Martin Jarman, the Athletic Director for your UCLA Bruins. Martin, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday after Memorial Day weekend? Will, Jamal, good to have you. Have me on. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. It's Tuesday. It's sunny. And uh, we're we're getting closer to graduation next week. So all is well in Westwood. Shout out UCLA softball being in the College World Series. Some big stuff going on there. 
Martin, we got some questions across the board to talk to you about. But first, I kind of want to start with your background within the sports world. And I know you were a player at UNC Wilmington. You kind of took that and you worked at Michigan State as an assistant AD. You went to Ohio State. Then you went to BC and now UCLA. I want to know why you wanted to become a leader within the college sports world and what kind of drove that passion to get to where you are today. I had a great experience as a student athlete at UNC Wilmington. You know, that was that was the foundation, you know, ups and downs, not playing as much as you think you should and, and balancing everything. I just I just had a great support system in my coaches and and staff and, and athletics. And so it meant so much to me that I wanted to give back uh, and do the same thing for young people uh, because I had a great experience that shaped me a lot. So. That was the reason why I wanted to, to, to go into college athletics. Didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but knew I wanted to be in that environment to help shape young people. Man, great answer off the top. Uh, we're going we're gonna to pivot off to some football questions that we got for you, man. Um, we're approaching- How did I know you were going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, LA Football Network, who would have thought on that front? Chip Kelly, you know, I think, you know, it was a lot of talk going on whether you should come back or not. We are a pro Chip Kelly podcast. We're very grateful that he is coming back to UCLA. What in your mind, you know, aligned him to come back and be, you know, the man in charge for the next two years after his latest extension? Uh, well, well, first of all, it's a four-year extension, so he's going to be around a lot longer than two years. And, and the other, there was never a question to me about, uh, maybe that was talk that I'm not familiar with, but uh, for me, you know, Chip has done a, a tremendous job with growing and building the program. You know, I, I came in and I look forward, you know, you don't, you don't get marked on what you did years ago. You get marked on what you're doing now and what you do moving forward. And if you look at what he's done, um, he's really built the program. And, and now we're on an upward trajectory with his leadership and going through a challenging time with COVID and, and all of that. But I mean, last year, eight and four and the type of, of games that we won in the big games, we had college game day here. Um, but you also saw a team that developed. You know, and now you're sending, you know, six or seven draft picks. I mean, uh, that's top 10 in the country. Uh, so so the trajectory and all signs are pointing to positive, and that's under Chip Kelly's leadership. So uh, that was never a question for me. Um, I'm excited that he's that he's with us and, and what he's doing, you know, because in these chaotic times in college football especially, you know, you want a leader and you want someone that, that understands, that has been there, that's done that, um, and as a teacher and a motivator, and, and Chip does that. He's an innovator, too. I mean, everybody knows how talented he is uh, offensively, but he's a talented leader, period. I mean, just overseeing the whole program. And, and if you talk to the student-athletes, which we do uh, all the time, especially at the end of the year, they talk about just their growth and development and how much they love this program and transfers coming in. You know, it's a new day and age with transfers now being able to transfer immediately. I, I like to talk to some of the transfers that have come from other big places, you know, um, Notre Dame, Alabama, Duke. Obviously, we've had some some yeah. transfers from, from big places, Obi from Stanford. And, I mean, Obi would tell me, like, this is the best place he's been, you know, as far as how we treat the, the players and, and just the coaching that they get in the direction. So that's really all positive, and that's, that's a credit to Chip. So I love working with Chip. He understands it. He gets it. And uh, I'm excited about what we're going to do this upcoming year. MJ, that's fantastic. And, and you know, kind of segueing a little bit off of the the, the on the field and, and the coaching aspect, obviously so much has changed paradigm wise in the sport. You mentioned the transfer portal. And then, of course, we've got things like nil, name, image and likeness. 
I know that UCLA has been really at the forefront of innovation around NIL with the Westwood Exchange, and maybe you can talk about that as well as some of your other specific plans around partnerships, alumni engagement, and how do you see NIL as a differentiator uh, for UCLA football moving forward? Well, name, image, and likeness has been something we've always been supportive of. You know, I've, I've, I've been on the record of being supportive of, of name, image, and likeness even before it was happening. And at UCLA, you know, obviously we want to be leaders. You know, we don't have to be the first at something. And anytime you have a new new environment, whether it's transfers or NIL, you know, you, you, you want to learn. You don't want to be too fast because, to me, I want to see what others are doing, see what mistakes are made, try to avoid some of those pitfalls. But then once we go, we're going to go hard. We're going to go strong. And that's what we did with Westwood Exchange. You know, we, we have a platform that allows donors, companies, um, alumni. It could be the, the L.A. Football Network even to come on this platform. Student We're on. We're on. That's right. That's right. You can, get, you can get some of our guys right now and gals right now and, um, and connect directly. And what it does is uh, it, it, it lets you do the deal right there on the platform, and then it produces a 1099. It reports to our compliance. So it just handles it and makes it kind of easy to, to connect. Uh, and we do that, and we offer that for all of our student-athletes that want to opt in. So that's something that was big for us. I know uh, in the first month we had over, I want to say, 70 uh, companies and individuals, which was, which was probably top three or four in the country as far as those that have a program like this. So that just shows the, 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 the background and the, the alumni support and the community uh, business engagement that we have uh, behind UCLA, which is huge. And that's an asset. One of the, the best thing about UCLA is the people. And we have some great people, great alumni, great uh, companies that are associated or run by Bruins. Uh, and so that's something we got to tap into and leverage. And, and we're, we're still figuring some of that out. But uh, we were strong out of the gates and we, we, we want to be an innovator here. And some of that is kind of learning exactly what what's the NCAA going to do and how they how this rolls out. You know, anytime you have something new, there's going to be a learning curve. And I think for student athletes, for administrators, for coaches, we're all still learning and growing, but we're doing it together. And that's one thing that, that we're talking to our student athletes and and kind of trying to see where the gaps are as far as education. We partner with the law school so our student athletes can get free legal counsel. Um, from from law students, which is great. So it's again partnering with the assets that we have here on campus. We partner with the the Anderson School of Management as far as business and contract. So we're we're trying to provide resources for our student athletes, and then we're going to get some feedback. And there might be gaps where, like, hey, we 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 need to be learning about this, or we should be doing this, or what about this? We're going to get that feedback this summer, and then we're going to come back in the fall and try to address those things to provide our student athletes with the resources they need to take advantage of name, image, and likeness, because this is their time to shine. So we want to do everything we can to help them. MJ, that's terrific to hear. And, you know, it's it's always so refreshing. You have been such a, a remarkable leader, not just in the athletic department, but just in the community. And your social media presence is just infectious. And, um, you know, we, we just sort of love watching you and, and sort of seeing you interact with social media. You know, MJ, it's I think you have a very unique job in in the landscape of college football and, and college that's a nice athletics. way of putting it unique. <laughs> UCLA MJ is a special place. I mean, obviously, in terms from an academic perspective, medical ecosystem, uh, you know, the, the soul for social justice. It's a very complex uh, political infrastructure with the regions, the state. 
given all of those sort of considerations, what does success look like on the field kind of tangibly with UCLA football? When, you know, what sort of the consistent win total or what are the consistent outcomes that you want to see at UCLA where you say, I'm, I'm doing my job. I feel like I'm really sort of hitting the peak of what my vision is. As the athletic director, you want to provide the resources and support for your coaches to lead. You know, that's that's the primary job. Our focus is always the student athlete experience. And first and foremost, that's what that's what I look at. You know, what kind of experience are our young men having on the football team, for example, and making sure um, that that is is the best that we can possibly give and provide. Um, after that, you know, I don't I don't look at any sport as like wins and losses. This is success. I really don't. Um, I believe in every day, you know, we talk about elite here. You see that on our email signatures. I've talked about elite energy, leadership, integrity, toughness, excellence. And that's a mindset. That's not wins and losses. That's every day. I'm going to give you what I got. And and that's having an elite mindset. And that's kind of what I measure. That's what I look at. Uh, So I don't have a a certain number, Jamal, that you try to say, hey, you know, at the beginning of the year or anything. Uh, I just want us to get better, and I want us to provide our student-athletes a great experience, and I want to win. You know, they want to win. They come to UCLA to win. So so we want to win um, just as much as anybody. We're going to do it the right way. We're going to play hard and, and, and let the chips fall where they may. But I, I look at the overall experience for the student-athlete as far as how I gauge success because I don't care how many games you win, wins and losses come and go. But that experience of while they're here in Westwood and what was that like and how did that mold them and shape them and what kind of person are they when they leave here? That's that's the most important thing. That's the thing that I, I, I don't lose sleep over that is what we provide them and the experience that we give our students. I love it, man. And, uh, you know, one big change that the athletic department did make in this past 18 months is we pivoted to the Jordan brand. And that is such a very cool looking brand. I know you're a basketball player, you know, Martin. I was wearing the Jordan <laughs> shoes growing up just because I love them. I still have my ones in my closet to this day. Ooh, How did this MJ get connected to that MJ down in North Carolina? Because you guys are both North Carolina boys as well. Well, you know, what's funny is um, MJ was like the last piece of, of agreeing to, to become Jordan brand school. So they all go through him. And so when we were kind of in the final stages and, and for us, it was really important to be a Jordan brand school because that was going to differentiate us. And that's what yeah. the kids love. That's what that's what our young people, you know, Jordan is hot. That's fire. Right. That's whatever. Drip, whatever you want to say, yeah. Right. And um, so that was important to us. And as we were going back and forth with Nike, you know, it, it got to a point where it's like, OK, we got to ask MJ and see how he is. And then it was like I think he was on the golf course for a week or something. And it was just like, oh, it was like waiting to hear back if he was good with it or not. And um, that was like music to my ears when 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 Nike let me know that that Michael uh, was good with UCLA and and uh, wanted to partner with us. It was like game on, man, like, let's go, you know, so that was exciting. But it, but he is he is the I mean, he has to be on board, but if he ain't on board, it ain't happening. So I'm just glad that he was on board. I got to ask, do you still get starstruck talking to like Michael Jordan? Because I know you're an athletic director. You're making communications with everyone around. MJ to me, like that is my like sports idol right there. So oh, I didn't get to talk to him. I've, I've never talked to him. So let, oh, me, let sure. me be clear. That was, I was working through Nike talking to him, you know, <laughs> vice versa. Like that, I never got to talk to him. But, uh, but I tell you, UCLA, we've got so many legends that you do. Yeah. 
you know, Kareem, like Andy Myers Drysdale texts me sometimes. And I'm just like, every time she texts me, I'm just like geeked out. Like, oh my God, you know, and, and she, she'll text, we'll text during a game sometimes too. So, um, and, but that's just UCLA. That's what's cool about it is there's so many people, Russ, uh, Kevin Love, like, um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want I don't want to forget anybody. So, but, but you know what I mean? Like there's so many, Eric Hendricks, like there's so many yeah. people that, um, that I've communicated with or talked to that you're just like, whoa, you know, Kareem, whoa, you know, it's like, um, so it's cool. It's cool. That's, that's a UCLA thing that's, that's really distinctive about, about UCLA. Well, Martin, uh, so many UCLA legends. UCLA is, you know, one of the things you mentioned about this great lineage and, and it's so great to sort of hear that, you know, we've, we've done so many firsts at UCLA right from, I'm so happy you mentioned Ann Myers Drysdale and Jackie Robinson and, and on and on the list goes. You know, there's two guys it, kind of on the contemporary team, MJ, that we, we sort of hope to see as that, that next lineage of leader. And, and both of them chose to come back. Dorian, obviously, with an opportunity to go pro, decided he wanted to come back to really put a stamp on his legacy at UCLA, it felt like. And then the other one was Zach. I mean, you know, the opportunity, especially as a running back, MJ, you know, the, the shelf life being what it is, I, I thought it just spoke volumes that he wanted to come back for the UCLA experience. Can you speak about those two gentlemen in particular and, and what, what they, they've meant to the program and, and what you sort of expect from them moving forward? Well, both of those young men are exceptional. I mean, you, you know that. Um, I, I can't say enough. I mean, Dorian, you know, he he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. But again, yeah. I don't. Dorian can do anything on the field. You know, he has that kind of talent level. But what I've been uh, fortunate to see is just his growth and maturation as a leader, as a person, how he how he leads others, how he takes care of people, how he thinks about the greater good. And, and that's what's going to make him great in whatever he does after the football stops for him, you know, whenever that is. But um, you everybody sees his talent. I mean, he can he can single handedly do things that you're just like, oh, my God, how? How did that happen, right? I mean, I'm thinking about the SC game last year. You, you know, geez, like he was making plays left and right all the time. But it's really the kind of person he has become and just how he goes about his business. You talk about an elite mindset. He's got that. And so that's really cool for me to see and be a part of and 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 just try to help him reach his goals and, and everything that he wants to be, not just on the football field, but I'm really talking about off the field. And and Zach, I mean, Zach is unbelievable. You know, he's a he's a quiet, humble um, gentleman, you know, but he's a beast on the on the field. Right. But he's just the nicest guy um, off of it. And, you know, I love seeing someone like him that that went away and came back home and, and it worked out. It worked out for him. It's worked out for UCLA. And, and that's what it's about, because, you know, everybody's journey looks different. And, and Zach is a testament that you know what, you may go this way and it doesn't work out or you may have to come that way and you can still be better for it. Johnny Juzang, you saw that with him. Yeah. I was so happy to see how his career, his college career um, played out because that shows that you can always come home or you can have a different path and it looked even better than what you imagined. And Zach, you know, he's the best running back in the country. I, I think, I mean, I'm hoping that, that we get some better game times this year because you know, East Coast needs to see him, man. He, he can go. And and Dorian and him both, that one-two punch, I mean, I'll put those two up against anybody in the country. 
you know, but, but, but they're better people than they are football players by far. And I'm not just saying that if you spend time around them, um, those are great dudes. Well, Martin, we've got to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule for coming on. We can say it was such a big thrill for us to get the legendary new UCLA AD. We've been mentioning all these legends. We got well, the newest legend in the yet, house, man. man. Legendary yet, man. <laughs> hey, legendary status is coming for my guy MJ down there. We are so thrilled to have you, my man. Thank you so much for coming on the LA Football Network. Thanks for having me, Jamal. Take it easy. No Bruins. No Bruins. Huge thank you to Martin Jarmond and the UCLA Athletic Department for setting that interview up. What an honor to have him on the LA Football Network. Um, you know, huge honor for us. Great job to Will and Jamal for conducting a great interview, and and hopefully you guys all enjoyed that. Uh, you know, you can see right, you can see the the thinking he has, the passion he has, um, you know, the sports knowledge, but also kind of the business acumen, but also the the swag. Right. Um, a lot of ADs are, you know, older. I'm not, this is not me saying anything bad about it whatsoever, but you know, it's an older, so they have an older thinking. They think, um, the way that maybe if you have an AD that's been doing the same role for 20 years, they have a hard time thinking differently. Where Jarman really embraces the student athlete today and the style of not just player, but, um, but person that these student athletes are, what they're into, their hobbies, their interests. And he's kind of bringing that swag to UCLA uh, in that, you know, you, they talked about in the interview with the, the Air Jordan um, uh, brand partnership, like huge get there. Like Michael Jordan has to approve you to get that partnership. And he approved Marin Jarman and UCLA uh, just showing Jumpman. Excuse me, I think I said Air Jordan. That's like similar, I guess, same thing almost. But Jumpman is the official uh, brand there. So, um, yeah, huge guy. I love what he's doing at UCLA. Just love the passion, uh, seeing him at every game, seeing what he's doing on social media. So now we just need to continue seeing it translate to wins like we did last year with UCLA basketball, having a successful season with UCLA football program, having their best year in five or six seasons. So now we just need to keep stacking that and seeing how we can continue to get better and better and better. So, Hope you guys enjoyed. That's going to be all the time I have. Uh, this is the LA Football Show. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. Find me on Twitter, at Ryan Dyroop, LAFB. Make sure to follow the show anywhere you get your podcast on YouTube, at LAFB Network, or, of course, on LAFBnetwork.com. Have a fantastic weekend. We'll be next back next week. Jamal will be back with me. Can't wait. Got some good stuff for you. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy. I'm out. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.